I'm Gabriela Fresquez, and this is Radar 2021. Latino, Hispanic, Chicano, Afro-Latina, Latinx, these are all labels used to describe people of Latin American heritage, to connect us either by language or geography. And as with any break from tradition, the latest one has caused un escándalo. Que la que hay, mi gente? We're out here in the streets of Hollywood. Latinx, do people know what this term is? Do they hate it? Are they for it? Let's find out. Come on. What are your thoughts on the word Latinx? Honestly, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but I believe it has some. it's another way to explain a particular culture within the Spanish community or Hispanic community. It's inclusive. It's okay. It's good. Yeah. I don't think they should have a word to describe us as, as you know, we're... We're all supposedly related and we're all created equal. I think it's uh, completely disrespectful to... My first language is Spanish. It's a gender-based language, and to be calling someone Latino, Latin, Latinx, or uh, what's another one, Chicana O or Chicanx, that's wrong. Latinx is just neutral for all Latinos, all gender-qualifying Latinos. Well, that was interesting, but luckily there's a whole episode explaining this term, so you enjoy that. The word has been called out for being elitist, redundant, among many things, and has even caused confusion regarding who should use it and how to pronounce it. Kind of like Lacroix. Like, is it Lacroix or Lacroix? Lacroix? I don't know. But it's a millennial staple. Pamplemousse is the best flavor, and sadly, I'm butchering that word too. Most people who use the alternative Latinx seem to agree on two key points. It confronts the hypergender nature of the Spanish language that uses masculine pronouns as the default and is inclusive of non-binary people. The way that I choose to define it is Latinx is, is nothing but an invitation for anyone that has ever felt left out of the Latino community, right? And as, as I see it in this moment, it is the only word in the dictionary and in our language that at least attempts to create the image of who the 60 million Latinos of us are. So... It is the most accurate description of who we are in this moment. That's, that, that's, that's how I see it. In 2016, Latinx was suddenly thrust into American consciousness in the aftermath of the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, when the media started using the term to describe the victims at the center of the tragedy. Google Trends even showed a massive spike in searches for the word in the month following. Shortly after the Pulse tragedy that happened here on June 12, 2016, we realized that many of those that passed were Latinx. It happened on a Latinx um, evening at that club. What we realized first is that there wasn't much space for us at the table in these conversations. And then we realized that when it came to language, the Spanish language is very gendered. So where does that leave our non-binary folks? Where does that leave our trans and non-conforming folks? And we realized that the term Latinx was encompassing and inclusive of all. I began using it here in Orlando after the tragedy, but it is a term that's been used widely with other advocates. I think it's more of like being able to like create that awareness and also making sure that it's not just, you're not erasing Latina or Latino, but it's more of embracing that inclusivity of, hey, we need to make space for other individuals. So let's use the X, but also recognize que you can be Latino or Latina también. Four and a half years later, we now have Q Latinx, and our idea is to continue the advancement and the empowerment of our LGBTQ Latinx folks here in Central Florida. But despite Latinx earning Merriam-Webster status in 2018, there's 
still no overwhelming consensus on it. I think it's a beautiful term. I mean, there are new languages created every day. Klingon, fucking Dothraki, like all this shit. So what, we can't add Latinx? People are going to get pissed at it, but you'll watch Star Trek and like try and learn the Ewoks and whatever. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's so silly that people get so upset. I was actually updating my Instagram profile a few weeks ago, and I was trying to find the words to best describe myself. And I put American Latino. I believe I put American Latino. But I was just like, oh my goodness, do I use Latinx? Does it sound right when I say American Latinx? Before, I was like, everyone's so sensitive, you know? Like, geez, it's just Latina. Like, we've never had a problem with it, you know? Like, what's the big deal? And then my daughter started teaching me, like, mom, it's this. And then I go, you know what? We all have to learn to be flexible. We all have to learn to change with the times. I mean, this is America. Not agreeing on stuff is pretty much our whole brand. Today we're going to learn about the newly added word Latinx, okay? But before I continue, I hear that some of you may have some concerns, so I will let you hear you out. Hi, yeah, aquí, sí, I have a question, sí. Esta palabra no existía en mis tiempos, ¿por qué ahora yo tengo que usarla, Well, the good news is that you do not have to use this term, okay? The word Latinx is there for people who feel most comfortable using this term. Oh, mira, wow. Pero ven acá, y si estoy en un grupo y alguien nos llama Latinx, what do I say? Well, nothing. You should respect their decision for wanting to use it when speaking or texting, okay? So, si hay más de un Latinx, ¿qué son? No, 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 just call them Latinx, okay? Don't overthink it. You know what I don't understand is the type of people that keep posting that word on my social media post. I don't want to read it. I don't even understand what that word means. Aren't the words we already have good enough? Settle down, settle down, all right? We do have to understand that as a society, we are constantly evolving and growing. And just because this word was not used during your upbringing years, it does not mean that it is not important for others. Okay, are we clear? Awesome, let's move on. Any other questions? No, no more questions, no más preguntas. I'm ready to learn. Well, I like the sound of that. Let's move on, shall we? To understand the evolution of and the ongoing debate over Latinx, let's get etymological. The labels we know today as Hispanic and Latino were born out of U.S. Census categories. In the 1970s, the Census Bureau sort of uh, descended on, uh, in collaboration and after much protest by Mexican-American and, and Boricua activists sort of demanding better data so that they could document conditions like incessant poverty, low education rates, joblessness. And in doing this came the question of what the group should be called. Before Latino or Latina, the U.S. Census preferred Hispanic or Spanish origin. They liked the idea of Hispano and sort of Americanizing it to seem like Hispanic. It wasn't the most popular one, but it was the one that was used. However, many Latin American people in the U.S. didn't like their identity tied to their Spanish colonizers. Later on in the 1990s, with the rise of Latino studies, Chicano Latino studies, that's how you saw the flourishing of debates about Latino or Latino, Latina, etc. 
Some would argue that Latino is too broad a category for a diverse group of people. Latinos come speaking lots of different languages with various class backgrounds, nationality backgrounds, different generations,、uh, you know, different skin tones, different ideas about race, different ideas about whether they feel American. However, its use is still defended as a way to collect data and advocate for Latinx peoples. Its original purpose. So, how did we make the leap from Latino to Latinx? The origin of the X it starts in the early 2000s and it starts in online queer Latino circles, right? And so it was very much the like queer Latinas online that started inserting the X and. Just to be more inclusive of trans folks, gender nonconforming folks. From there, it seems to have moved to academic spaces, and little by little, from there, it has expanded its reach. The reality is that people in Latin America and Spain are also having these conversations about creating a more inclusive language. People have been using the E in Latin America for non-binary language for decades. It's spelled L-A-T-I-N-E instead of, and so we replace the X with an E. And that's because in some Spanish-speaking countries, the Latin X just does not make sense. Latin X doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, whereas Latine, we already use the A to mean, you know, gender neutral. According to Google Trends, Latin X first appeared online in 2004, but its overall acceptance is still very much、uh, in flux. But is Latinx catching on? According to the Pew Research Center, only about one in four Hispanics in the U.S. have heard of Latinx, and only three percent actually use the term. Pew Research has its different departments, and one of them is the Hispanic Center, where they do a lot of research on Hispanic and Latinx communities in the U.S. They do have one study that's pretty well known, and they made a claim that it's being used a lot—that only three percent of Latinx folks. Actually, identify with the word Latinx, despite the fact that many have heard the word. And unfortunately, I found that most respondents were non-Black, non-Indigenous, and there isn't even a, a question asking about gender identity or sexual orientation. It was mostly White Cubans, right? Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, and I was really surprised that Spaniards were included. And so, I think the bigger problem isn't so much, you know. Whether people like or dislike the word Latinx, but rather how we're using science and research to silence certain communities. It's not surprising that an ethnic group as expansive as Latin Americans doesn't agree on or fit under a single umbrella term. We need look no further than the 2020 U.S. Census form to know that. Umbrella terms are always going to be clunky. They they are they arise out of socio political need. There needs to be a label that we can use to talk about ourselves and and this kind of like elusive character that we share in common, which is you know partly you know coming from some Latin American country,、uh, partly sharing a language that's been imposed on us, or at least our ancestors or relatives, you know, using that language, and partly having some sort of indigenous. Ancestry or cultural heritage, and it's it's this really complicated, messy thing. I don't think that we're ever going to have a label that does it perfectly. I personally、uh, resisted it at first because I felt that it left out、uh, women.、Um, I think those of us of my generation fought for a long time to make sure that、um, Latino 
became inclusive of, of women and um, became Latina slash Latino, the ex seemed to erase us. I feel like that's where a lot of the aversion from Trump comes from, like this fear that people are being told how to call themselves. Language is ever evolving. And as we've seen with the adoption of labels like Chicano and Hispanic, or brand new words like adulting and twerking. Like, what did we even call it before? Booty popping, Nalgona grinding, shaking one's dairy, I'll stop. But why has the debate over Latinx been so contentious? With some people calling it an imperialistic bulldozing of the Spanish language. If the entire point of Latinx is to be more inclusive, does the debate surrounding it negate this intention entirely? Latinx is meant to transcend that binary for people who don't believe that they belong. In that respect, I think it's great, right, that people feel included by it and they feel better when it's used. My personal problem with it, though, is that it's meant to signify all Latin American people, but it uses a very awkward, clunky English ending. But in reality, that is just a placeholder for thinking or talking about real issues that are plaguing Latin America. While many agree with why Latinx shouldn't be adopted, there's a strong argument for why people embrace it. I grew up very much trying to fit into a box, no? And either to, you know, be Latina in a feminine way, to be, you know, to be queer here but not there, and to speak Spanish here and English there. And it took me a long time to realize that I could be everything at once. And so in that sense, Latinx defines and includes every sort of version of me. And I think that's why a lot of people both love the word and resent the word. For me, as, as a straight man, I, I, I think it's important to use a term Latinx to let members of our you know, LGBTQ community know that I see them and that I recognize them and that, you know, if, if they, if they are non-binary, then by all means, I, I want to use a word that will recognize that. Yes, it's a change, but it's not as difficult as it is to feel invisible. People who are trans or who are non-binary have always, have always existed. They were just made invisible by our cultures, right? English language and Spanish language cultures, all cultures. Um, so like being inclusive isn't like this difficult thing you have to do and you don't have to use it either but let it exist you know uh, understand that for some people uh, it's a wonderful tool and it makes them feel heard and seen if we can all identify under the umbrella of latinx and and that feels inclusive to everybody on a, on a gender basis that x at the end is that factor that it's like it doesn't matter what country you're from uh you identify as this and i think that that in a way is going to give mainstream media an easier time even in including us in a way that we haven't been before and that we absolutely need to be uh, to really paint an accurate picture of, of, of who inhabits this country. It's not an imposition from the outside. It's not a colonial white thing. It's not like a woke liberal white conspiracy. Language evolves. And I feel like Latinx is an evolution of, of you know, how we think of our community. A 2018 survey found that Latinx millennials are the least likely bracket in their generation to identify as straight, which helps explain why it's the youths who've embraced the gender neutral alternative. And that's exactly what a recent UC Berkeley study found. Young people are more likely to use the word than those who are, let's say, uh, Gen X and above. 
So here we only had the capacity to survey uh, California registered voters, and we limited the sample to those that were U.S. born. What's important about thinking about Gen Z versus, for example, baby boomers. So Gen Z were two and a half times more likely than baby boomers to use the the Latinx term. Is that Gen Z grow, grew up has grown up with sort of vastly different understandings of of gender and gender power and power relations, right, and sexuality too. That's fundamentally a part of how diverse uh, and varied the community is. The study shows that younger generations of Latinxes are using the term more frequently among peers and on social media, which continues to fuel its use and acceptance beyond just the LGBTQIA community. And it makes sense that younger generations are embracing it. I think part of the difference between like us and our parents' generation is that we feel more empowered to lean into our identities and into these rights and freedoms in a way that our parents never did. The use of gender-neutral language is not meant to ostracize cis and or binary people. It is instead meant to invite uh, trans and non-binary people into our spaces, which are historically very homophobic and transphobic. Latinx is more than just a label. It's a starting point to conversations around inclusivity and intersectionality. Conversations we aim to engage in with a mostly not your abuela's audience, which is why we both identify with and use it. The generation that's coming up now want, is more about inclusivity and about looking forward and, and, and maybe not uh, being as interested in, in holding on to old things. And, and I think that, you know, changing uh, how we, we might define ourselves in one word uh, and making that Latinx, I think, is a really positive step towards towards accomplishing that mission. Language is incredibly, incredibly important. It sends a message about who we are as a society and who is of value and who isn't. So if you are non-binary, if you don't identify as either male or female, or, or you identify as both, if you're non-binary, and you feel like Latina or Latino doesn't fit, then where do you fit? I think the term Latinx is sort of representative of a group of people who have historically been told, who have historically been defined by others, and it's now a group of people def- choosing to define themselves. It is the story of what it means to be a Latino in the United States in this moment as culture and politics are changing. As a bicultural daughter of a Mexican immigrant mother and a Mexican-American father, I've described myself as Latina, Hispanic, Mexican-American, Chicana. For me, Latinx encompasses all of these, but also offers a certain flexibility with the addition of the X for anyone who uses it. And if this whole episode has left you even more confused about how to refer to someone of Latin American descent, the best thing you can probably do is ask them. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. See you next week. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe, and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because, let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. (laughs) So, so many.